Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And any darn time you like on your favorite podcast platform. Well, it is 508 on this beautiful Wednesday, June 14th. And uh, coming up in just a second on today's show, we'll welcome into the studio uh, Troy Gagner, Executive Director of Lincoln Arts Council, uh, to chat about this weekend's great Lincoln Arts Festival down in the Haymarket, and uh, and a special announcement that was just made earlier today that we'll chat about. Well, uh, before we go any further, say hello to Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire of the Dan Parsons Show. I love the pronunciation on extraordinary yeah it's not you're just not ordinary johnny yeah i guess i appreciate the sentiment and i'm here having a damn good time as always already yeah we're barely into this oh yeah uh well and coming up on tomorrow's show it's our weekly uh check-in with the lincoln business roundtable uh, the brain trust of the business and community leaders in our capital city. And tomorrow we'll uh, get the pleasure of chatting with Jason Ball, president of the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. And uh, in the second half of the show, Kaylee Hogan-Schnichter. Say that fast three times. Uh, Kaylee is uh, with the Lincoln Partnership for Economic Development. She's their director of talent strategy. So uh, we'll check in with uh, with the chamber and LPED tomorrow. That'll be exciting to see what they've got cooking and uh, and just fair warning uh if you tuned into yesterday's show in the second half of the show i had a trivia question uh and the trivia question was what politician uh did i work for uh who was all political parties at one time well not at one time but as i was representing them uh this person was a democrat a republican and an independent. We had a couple guesses. No one quite got it right. So we're going to try that again this afternoon uh, after the uh, 5.30 breaks. We'll do that at 5.36. So if you think you know that answer, uh, somebody did answer it correctly last night on Twitter, but I told him, hey, that doesn't count. Uh, because the prize is, you know, the the uh, the prize vault is kind of sparse here at the Dan Parsons Show because I've only been... I've only been doing this for a, you know what, five weeks now or so, something like that, Johnny. Uh, but what is in the prize vault is maybe the most cherished prize that we could have. Anyway, the prize for answering that question correctly on air is a hug from Johnny Cadillac. <laughs> so I say Doug Fitzgerald messaged me last night and he uh, he got got it correct as well and i i told him i'd give him a hug anyway because it's doug but yeah um sorry doug yours doesn't count either apparently (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i'm you know i'm the host so i get to set the dang rules so uh yeah it's got to be over the airwaves and so anyway tune in for that later but in the meantime i'm thrilled to uh uh, invite uh officially uh onto the dan parsons show uh troy gagner Troy, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we said uh, uh, you were on the morning show. Uh, I think yesterday morning. Yesterday, yeah. And so, but you know, we we have some crossover, but we recognize that all of our KLIN listeners don't listen from morning till night, and uh, you know, we've got a crossover of different audiences. So, no, I'm thrilled that you're here, and I'm just so thrilled about this event. Uh, I'm so, you know, I I'm. Uh, uh, actually uh, live downtown, and so man, I just uh, I love that you guys are down there uh, in the Haymarket. What a great uh, location for the Lincoln Arts Festival! 
It is. This will be our third year down there, and I think we've decided after the first year it's it's our forever home. Yeah. It just it just works well for us. the The layout's perfect. The parking is incredible. And we're in the hay market, so, you, I mean, you just can't beat that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can buy some art and go have a drink or lunch. and, uh, and But you have so many more things uh, this year, uh, it seems like, than you've maybe ever had before. And we'll get to some of that. But I wanted to chat uh, here in the first segment of the show, uh, the big announcement you made earlier today about the partnership uh, that you're forming. And so let's chat about that, Troy. Yeah, so we've been working on this for for several months now, and we are, the Lincoln Arts Council is merging with the Lincoln Calling Music Festival, so we'll bring Lincoln Calling under our umbrella programming as really one of our our cornerstone events every year. So we're really excited about that. The mission of Lincoln Calling really fits with the mission of Lincoln Arts, and so we we just feel that it's going to open up a lot of opportunities for both music and art um, in the city of Lincoln as as we're able to do this. That's so cool. Because, uh, yeah, Lincoln Calling has had a, a really great run. They've uh, What a wonderful tradition. Um, but, boy, I just think that's a it's a perfect match in my, in my mind. We've, we feel that way, too. So um, we will not be doing Lincoln Calling this fall. Typically, sure. it's done in September, um, sometimes October. It all depends on Husker football, uh-huh. um, which is always doing an event downtown in the fall. You're you're always um, playing second fiddle to Husker football. Yeah, the whole stadium. The, yeah, true. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Weddings, but, and the closer you get to the stadium, the the more oh, the more uh, uh, apparent that becomes to you. Uh, but with with the transition we we just felt like we needed a little bit more time and because the next Lincoln calling will actually be the 20th anniversary we just wanted yeah. to make sure that that we had the time to plan this and do this right so um the 20th anniversary of Lincoln calling will be um about 11 months from now, it'll be May 3rd and 4th, but we've got some other um, exciting Lincoln Calling events coming up this summer to just kind of remind people what Lincoln Calling is all about, and then we'll be planning all fall and winter for a great event next spring. So who will take someone on your team? How does it work with the transition? Well, yeah, yeah, it will be our team. Um, Allie McCracken is is okay. our um, events manager, and she does an amazing job with the Lincoln Arts Festival, the Mayor's Arts Awards, and so this will this will be under Allie as well. But the the great thing about this is that the way Lincoln Calling was set up, there are a lot of um, independent contractors that we work with that just have a passion for music, and so we're able to work with a lot of those folks again, and so we'll have a lot of continuity there, um, and so Allie and I will be working with, with that crew, and um, We'll be using the same venues that we've always used and 14th Street between O and P. Um, our plan is not to come in and reinvent Lincoln Calling. Yeah, yeah. It's don't, it's not something. What's bro- not exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But what we do want to do is make sure that we're true to the mission that's been there for this long a period of time and and to grow it from there and to really open it up to to other audiences because you know there are there are a lot of music festivals that that people look at and you know they look at a headliner and that's the reason that they go because it's somebody they know and recognize lincoln calling is a little bit different uh, it's more about those bands that you should know yes and this is a chance to see yes. them before they become the headliner at at you know south by southwest yeah. or any of the other big sh- um, festivals around the country or before you see them in 
an arena somewhere. So it's a great opportunity to to really learn about new music, lots of different genres of new yes, music. That's what um, I love about it. That yeah. is one of the best parts about it because there is something for everybody. You know, whether you're you're into R and B and rap, or you know, you're just a, a college rock kind of person. You know, there's there's a little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah, and frankly, so I have a family in Austin, so I get down there quite a bit. And, uh, you know, we're setting ourselves up for uh, uh, continuing to build the entertainment uh, with arts and music uh, in this city to, to continue to be something really, really special. Well, I think that's one of the things, and, and I know you mentioned you've got um, Jason Ball with the, the Chamber coming in tomorrow, and, and we work with the Lincoln Partnership in the Chamber. And you know, one of the things that we try to do in Lincoln is you know, this, this creative class, and we want to retain and we want to attract yes. these, these kinds of folks. Yes. And you cannot have, um, you, know, you, you don't get those kinds of people into your community if you don't have arts, you don't have music, you don't have those opportunities for Yeah, them. that's exactly right, Troy. Uh, visiting with Troy Gagner from uh, uh, the uh, uh, Lincoln Arts Council and uh, their big event coming up this weekend. And uh, But that's still right, Troy, and I have. I've had those conversations with Chamber uh, for years now about if we're going to maintain uh, our young college graduates in this city and if we're going to continue to attract uh, those high-tech workers and other workers from Chicago and Kansas City and Denver uh, and other cities across America, uh, we need to provide some of the similar uh, attractions that they're used to enjoying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when, when people from Lincoln travel and you talk to them when they come back, they want to know what you did. And a lot of times it is, it's the arts and culture in those cities absolutely. that they visit. And we need that. We need to be the same way. Yeah. Here. Well, we're doing it. We're getting there. Well, listen, uh, let's take this quick break and we'll be right back here on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform, uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I was posting uh, some Twitter uh, pictures last night. I left the show and uh, changed clothes, went down uh, to Jazz in June, uh, another wonderful landmark uh, event in our city. And it's just uh, so great uh, at this time of year to be able to go out and enjoy so many activities in our great city. And I'm just thrilled to be able to to highlight some of the things because that's what we're about. You know, this is the uh, this is the show that we try to build up and not tear down and and highlight some of the things that uh, that we can all get behind and agree to. Uh, but uh, having said that, uh, tune in uh, for the rest of the show at the at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we're going to talk a little more politics and uh, we're going to get into the the, uh, talking about the Senate race uh, uh, that's coming up uh, next year here in Nebraska. We're going to have two of them, as a matter of fact. But uh, in the meantime, uh, Troy Gagner, Executive Director for the Lincoln Arts Council, uh, is in studio, and we're talking about the Lincoln Arts Festival that's uh, kicking off and just hours away, Troy. I'm so glad that you're here because obviously you got a hell of a team working <laughs> that you could take some time and, and visit with us here. For sure. We we have a great team. Um, and, and now that we've been down on Canopy Street for our third year, it gets a little easier every yeah. time. And we learn things every year to make it easier on ourselves. So um, 
I'm sure there'll be some crisis between now and Saturday, <laughs> but but we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be ready on Saturday. Well, and the weather looks great. You know, it's summertime, and it's not going to be 100 degrees, so we're happy about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, let's kind of run through some of the wonderful uh, activities you have planned. And by the way, they're all free. They right? are. Yeah. yeah. Every yeah, everything at the the festival is free. It's it's always been a free event. It will always be a free event. Yeah. Uh, you know that's what we're about at at Lincoln Arts. Uh, it's about arts access and arts opportunity. And so we want to do as much as we possibly can to make sure that everybody in our community has access to the arts, and that our artists and creatives have opportunities to to do what they do best. And um, the Lincoln Arts Festival is one of those events that sort of brings both of those together. So before we uh, and we'll mention it a couple more times just. Just remind our listeners uh, the location again and uh, the time frame of the whole festival. So it's on uh, Canopy Street and in the rail yard, so in, in the Haymarket. Uh, so parking is easy. There are, I, I think, there are another new garage just opened up Tons down there. There's parking. thousands of parking spots down there. Uh, farmer's Market going on Saturday morning, too, so you can you can do both. Absolutely. But um, So we, we spend all day Friday setting up. Our artists come in from around the country. We've got artists from 14 states. So we spend Friday setting up, and then we will actually Friday evening do start our Lincoln Calling Music Showcase in the rail yard nice. that night. So from 6 to 10, we'll have music in the rail yard Friday night. So on the stage in the on rail the stage yard. in the rail yard cool. under under the cube screen. Yep. yep. And um, then Saturday we kick off at 9 a.m. Um, an hour after the farmers market starts. And yep. so uh, we've learned over the last couple of years that our artists actually come in a little bit early because there are people standing in front of their booths at 8:30. And, yeah. and uh, yeah. But which we're happy to see. Uh, but the festival go- then goes from from uh, 9 a.m. Saturday to 6 p.m. Saturday, and then we kind of overlap that with another Lincoln Calling music showcase. It'll start 3:30 Saturday and go to 11 Saturday night, and then we're back on Sunday from 10 to 4 on on Father's Day um, oh, with all right. of our artists. Yeah. And um, something new this year that we're really excited about is we're we're sharing our space with an organization called Black is Beautiful. They're doing their Juneteenth celebration nice. in the rail yard as part of that. So you can come down for that as well. But we'll have our, you know, 90 artists along Canopy Street, three blocks of artists, um, 10 of which are, are emerging artists, which is a program that we have here at Lincoln Arts, which really provides opportunities for not necessarily young artists, but new artists yeah. that are interested in, you know, kind of dipping their toes in the, the festival circuit, and it's a program that started as uh, a piece of the festival, but we're growing it into a year-long program where our artists have other opportunities, and we've got professional development opportunities for them as well, so we're excited to see that expand and grow, too. That's great. I really like that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. let's lift up the people who want to get involved in arts and, uh, uh, and give them a showcase to do that. Um, uh, I know last year, personally myself, uh, you know, I bought some art. Uh, Probably sweat there. a little. Uh, it, it was, was warm. Hot, it was warm it? last year. That's right. It was, <laughs> but it was yeah. It was so great. Um, and uh, so, ta- so of the artists that you have, because I know you have local artists uh, as well as uh, folks from around the country. What's kind of the mix of that? Of it is. I, I want to say that our Nebraska-based artists are probably thirty to forty percent of our wow. artists, wow. and and of that, I think altogether we have. Um, 27 or so Nebraska-based artists, and about 13 of them are are from Lincoln. And that doesn't include our emerging artists, which are all yeah. Lincoln-based and, and nearby. Uh, but then, as I said, the, you know, the rest come from around the country. Uh, so we're, we're excited. We, you know, we, we want to grow 
these opportunities for Lincoln artists and for Nebraska artists. But at the same time, it's also fun to bring artists in from around the country um, and, and have that mix and have our, really our artists have an opportunity to, to talk with artists from around the country, country, learn from them and, you know, vice versa. Cause we have some amazing artists that are based right here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's so great. Uh, I just love being able to chat with those folks. And, uh, but you also have a creative zone for folks who maybe are thinking of becoming, uh, getting involved in, in art. Yeah, that's one of the things that we've added when we moved downtown. So the arts festival was at South Point for the first 18 years and we just, we didn't have much space. So moving downtown, that gave us more space, which means that we can do exactly what you said. We have a creative zone and, and that is interactive art activities for, you know, people of all ages, art demonstrations. So folks like Lincoln Hot Glass will be down there blowing glass. You can watch them do that. There, there are organizations that will have sort of hands on things where you can maybe make something and take it home with you. So lots of opportunities there. Those are, again, are all free, uh, for, for folks. So even if you're, you know, if you're not coming down planning to purchase art, there are still things to do. And we're kind of hoping that as you walk through the street, that even if you weren't planning on purchasing some art, you'll find something oh, to take home. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 No, you'll find something to take home. I guarantee you. Visiting with Troy Gagner, executive director of Lincoln Arts, uh, in their wonderful Lincoln Arts Festival is coming up, uh, this weekend, uh, down in the Haymarket. Um, well, and, and, in addition to uh, music and art, uh, I love food and drink. And, we uh, do, too. <laughs> yes. And so you have an amazing uh, opportunity for your culinary court that you're calling it. Uh, that's new this year, correct? That's, that's new this year. So we moved downtown or to Canopy Street in 2021. And, you know, that's when everybody was first kind of yeah. coming back outside. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've always wanted to do this, but we, we thought in, in – 2021 that parking food trucks right outside some of those restaurants that had had such a difficult you know year and a half two years was not a kind thing to do so we've waited a little bit but we will have a, a culinary um court and that will have food trucks from around lincoln and then we've got a partnership with um Kincator and glacial till they'll be down there as well so you'll be able to get a drink while you have something to eat there and we've got a special partnership with glacial till this year they did a special uh cider for the festival nice. it's a grapefruit nice. cider we ran a contest and had an artist uh, create a, a label for that and so it's a limited edition cider that you can get at the festival and at their tasting rooms for a little bit until it's gone uh, so we're excited about those kinds of opportunities too but you know we knew that we needed to have food as part of all of this yeah no it's uh yeah, that's incredible. Uh, and so all of that located in, in the Canopy Street area. It, yeah, that's all right there. Um, the Culinary Court's kind of right on, there's a little half a block on P Street um, right there uh, between Huddle and the Olson Building, and okay. that's where the Culinary Court will be. Okay, that makes um, sense. We have yeah. to have it all fenced in because we have alcohol, but yep. that, that piece will, will be right there, so you'll be right in the middle of all of our artists. Very nice, very nice. Well, uh, again, remind our listeners, uh, ours and in uh, uh, location again. Canopy Street in the rail yard in the Haymarket. It is Saturday and Sunday, uh, Saturday 10 to 6, Sunday 12 to 4. And if you want to listen to some music in the evenings, it's Friday night um, in the rail yard also from uh, 6 to 10 and Saturday from 3.30 to 11. Very good. Well, uh, Troy Gagner, uh, Lincoln Arts Council, thanks so much. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, and we'll do this again. And I'll look for you roaming around. I'll uh, be down there, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I really yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, coming up after the break, uh, we'll talk about uh, uh, some Senate races and, and, and answer the trivia question.
Uh, so we'll take this news break, and we'll be right back after this on 1499.3 KLIN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And anytime you like, on demand, on your favorite podcast platform. Well, thanks to Troy Gagner from uh, Lincoln Arts Council for uh, getting us ready for the uh, Lincoln Arts Festival this weekend. Uh, so check that out. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, it's our weekly Lincoln Business Roundtable, uh, the brain trust of the business community, uh, leaders uh, here in the capital city that make this city go from a business uh, perspective. Jason Ball. President of Lincoln Chamber is going to join us along with Kaylee Hogan Schnichter. Uh, she's with uh, LPED, Lincoln Partnership for Economic Development, and, and Kaylee's position is Director of Talent Strategy. So we look forward to that. Uh, follow us on the Dan Parsons Twitter and Facebook accounts. And um, so we're going to open up the phone lines, 402-479-1400. You know, we were talking yesterday reminding you of my political origin story of, you know, back in the Watergate days and how I started getting interested in politics as a 10-year-old punk and following uh, Watergate and Nixon. And, you know, then I uh, uh, came to school here at the university and... Uh, uh, got involved in politics and uh, worked for Kaor's campaign and then later for Dave Carnes and Don Stenberg. And I, I made the comment, you know, I've worked uh, for Republicans. I've worked for Democrats. I've worked for independents uh, through the years. And, uh, and there's been at least one occasion uh, that I worked for someone, a, a politician in this state, who was all three of those, a Republican, a Democrat, and an independent. And so I thought, hey, uh, let's throw open the phone lines and see if anyone knows that trivia question, uh, the answer to that trivia question of who that person was. And we had a couple people try. Uh, one of the guesses, which was a good guess, uh, was uh, Brad Ashford. Uh, God rest his soul. Brad uh, uh, certainly... Um, was uh, all of those uh, positions, uh, but I never, uh, I was a friend of Brad's, but I never worked for Brad, and uh, so that was a wrong answer. Somebody answered the, answered the question correctly on Twitter last night, but I told them, 
look, it's got to be live on the air. We got to have this answer live on the air because the because the prize, whoever gets this uh, uh, question answered correctly, you know the the prize vault isn't real deep here yet. Uh, you know, I've only been around what four or five weeks. Uh, but the one prize we have in the prize vault that is going to be awarded to whoever gets this question right uh, is a hug from Johnny Cadillac, our producer. We just had a caller, and I missed the name, but uh, he wanted to guess Ben Nelson. Oh, nope, not Ben Nelson. Thank you for, thank you for the guess. Uh, uh, ben, was Ben a Republican early in his career? He, he served only as a Democrat. Uh, uh, both governor and United States Senate. Well, uh, we have somebody else on the line. Bob, do you think you know the answer to this question? I do. Okay. What, what's your guess? It's me. <laughs> well, joining us uh, is Bob Crest. Uh, and that's right, Bob. You are the winner of the hug from Johnny Cadillac because, Bob, let me just set it up. So, Bob Crest, uh, by the way, Bob, so great to have you on the show. Uh, Thank you. Bob served in Nebraska unicameral, uh, representing uh, the Fighting District 10 uh, in Omaha uh, from 2009 to 2019. Uh, Senator Christ ran for governor against Pete Ricketts in 2018. Uh, he lost in that general election, um, uh, but he ran on a joint ticket uh, with uh, Lieutenant Governor nominee Lynn Walls, uh, a Democrat from uh, state senator from Fremont. Uh, but in July of 2017, Bob, you announced that you're going to be leaving the Republican Party to run for governor as an independent candidate. Uh, and then you uh, announced uh, in September uh, that you were changing your party affiliation to uh, uh, to nonpartisan. Uh, but then in July of 2017, if I have this right, uh, you declared that you'd run for governor uh no, no, it was in February that you announced. Yeah, it was February. Yeah. Uh, that you would run as a Democrat. So we had some fun, didn't we, Bob? <laughs> we did. And you stuck with me with, through all of that, and I appreciate that. It, it was a time, uh, I think, where uh, I made a valued decision that uh, I needed to run because I didn't agree necessarily with. Uh, with Pete on a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I could get through a primary as a Republican. Uh, I had some issues with the Republican Party, uh, and I, you know, I, you, you have to make personal decisions, look in the mirror and, and see yourself in the morning. Um, I thought it was possible to do an independent race. We had a lot of national exposure we did. on that. We did. Call. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, the, the Democratic Party said, hey, uh, come on over on this side and try to run. And so uh, I did. Uh, you know, I, and in, in the final analysis, it's something that I'm, I'm proud of. We took 42%, right. 42% of the vote, in, uh, which cuts into what they say is the incredibly uh, tough thing to do with, with a sitting uh, yeah, incumbent. Governor, yeah. Yeah, incumbent who, who uh, automatically has a 10% advantage. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we ran a tough race, and uh, I think I spent more time in, in parts of Nebraska that I never knew existed. It was a great experience, and uh, you were a great uh, you were a great campaign person. <laughs> uh, and you had, a, you had a perspective that was so 
uh, so good because you had been uh, in in that that arena for so long. Uh, and, and gave me great advice. Well, you're very kind, Bob. We did have some fun. And, and, and I just want to say again publicly that, uh, how much respect I continue to have for you, but I had for you then, uh, as being brave enough to step out, uh, and take on your own party. Uh, and take on the leader of your party uh, because you did it on principle. And there were several uh, issues. It wasn't just a single issue. There were several issues that you were frustrated with as a leader in the Nebraska legislature uh, with that administration and and with the Republican Party status. And so, um, and you know me well enough that, uh, yeah, I, I care less about party politics than I do about the individual uh, and the difference uh, uh, we can make in our culture. And I know that's uh, it's even more of a foreign concept now, Bob. Just think of where we've come in the years since uh, uh, since 2018. My goodness, it's just we thought it was bad yeah. then. Uh, it's just crazy now. So we had. Uh... We had juvenile justice issues. We had uh, prison issues. We had uh, limited budget issues. We had all of those things, and not spending money on our kids. Yes. And and uh, now, uh, how different it is today, but how really different it is with the uh, partisan uh, politics in 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 what's going on. I don't want to get too much into that. Oh because, no. You know, we're, no. We we are we are really at a point in our history and in our, our uh, politics today where um, if people don't stand up and say, this is not right, yep. de- independent on what you think your political views are, um, we, we, could, we could be in jeopardy. And just what's happening just in, in the news today, yeah. but, uh, irregardless. Uh, I, I'm so happy that you are on the air <laughs> and projecting a a uh, viewpoint that I hope people listen to, which is, uh, you know, I've been there, I've been here, I've worn this t-shirt, I've worn that one, <laughs> uh, and and please uh, please make your vote count. Yeah, exactly. Well, Bob Christ, uh, thanks for for joining us. I I also thought of well, the reason I thought of this question the other day, uh, I'm sure you've heard that uh, our good friend Don Walton is finally retired. Uh, yeah. bo- boy, yeah. and so yeah. uh, I I I posted on my Twitter feed uh, that picture. Uh, that I took back uh, when he was on our plane uh, flying around the state. And I right, was right. smart enough to some to give somebody a, my cell phone or something and take that picture of me and Don standing in front of that plane uh, that you drove, that you drove, that you flew all over the... I told somebody uh, when they saw that picture, they said, that looks like a chartered plane. I said, yeah. And the candidate flew the darn thing. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> we had so fun. much fun, Bob. Well, you know, uh, it, Don Don Walton needs to uh, somehow be reincarnated. Yeah, because yeah. this state has lost, and 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 the the press has lost an incredible talent. Yeah, uh, he he was somebody. He is somebody who ha- has taken. Uh, although he and I disagreed on one thing, and and that was the New York Yankees. <laughs> 
But other than that, <laughs> we're, we're good to go. <laughs> That's right. Well, Bob Christ, former uh, beloved uh, state senator uh, from Omaha and former candidate for governor. Uh, Bob, it's a pleasure. Tell tell your lovely family I said hi, and I miss you all. And uh, thanks for calling in. And, and hey, you got to come and collect your prize sometime in you're in Lincoln. Uh, uh, I look forward to that great big hug. I, was, I give good hugs. That's what I've been told. <laughs> all right, Bob. I'll thanks, be there. Thanks so much. Well, we'll be right back after this message on the Dan Parsons Show on 1499 KLIN. You're listening to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, it's uh, the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN and an old home week. Thanks for indulging me and uh, chatting with my old friend uh, Bob Christ, former Nebraska state senator, former candidate for governor, and uh, yeah, Bob was a firebrand. Let me tell you, still is. Uh, he was a Navy colonel, or excuse me, he was an Air Force colonel. Man, yeah, I'm really getting in trouble now. <laughs> if he were still, I'm glad he's not on the air uh, with me. A, a mistake that he was in the Navy. Bob was a colonel in the United States Air Force, and. Um, yeah, we flew. He flew the airplane when we did uh, fly-arounds in the state uh, when he was running for governor. Uh, we just charter a plane and uh, jump in, and, and it was a big plane, and um, and Bob would fly us around, and we'd land in airports all over the state and uh, talk to voters. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was a fun time. So Bob's a good man. Uh, his family's uh, delightful to get to know. So thanks, Bob. Thanks for joining us. And uh, come and collect your uh, prize. Because I don't know, Johnny, is there a, uh, you know, with the rules and, and, and stuff of the station of, you know, how long you have to collect your prize, uh, I don't know how we, how long uh, you ferment in the closet before you go uh, bad. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully I still last a while. <laughs> well, uh, to finish up here, uh, the few minutes we have left, uh, I do want to talk about uh, politics a little bit again. And from the perspective of uh, the Nebraska-U.S. Senate race, uh, I was um, uh, talking with some folks today because people are starting to think about, uh, believe it or not, uh, the next election cycle here in our state. Uh, next year in 2024. And not only, I mean, you talk about a barn burner uh, political uh, election year, uh, not only do we have a presidential race, uh, which uh, may include a felon uh, running from <laughs> running from prison, for all we know, uh, but we also have in Nebraska, in addition to uh, the perennial uh, three congressional district races that happen every two years, so uh, Adrian Smith will be up in his third district uh, congressional race. Uh, Don Bacon will be up in the second congressional race uh, in Omaha, and Mike Flood will be up for election, uh, re-election in uh, the first district race uh, here in Nebraska. So we, we have the three congressional races. Uh, just had a gubernatorial race, so that's not on the docket next year. Uh, and we typically would have uh, a Senate race, uh, Deb Fisher's seat. Uh, would be up, is up uh, next year. But in a really strange turn of events, we also have the other Nebraska U.S. Senate uh, seat up for election next year, and that's the seat that uh, Pete Ricketts won in a special election uh, just um, uh, just last year uh, in, uh, well, tw- yeah, in 22. And so that seat, uh, because Ben Sass uh, resigned early, um, uh, there was a special election uh, to fill that seat, and uh, 
Governor Ricketts, uh, formerly Governor Ricketts, won that. So Pete Ricketts is our United States senator, but he has to stand for election next year uh, to fill out the rest of the Ben Sass term. It's just kind of a quirk of, of uh, timing. And so I, I tried to do some research today to find out if uh, we've ever had both of those Senate because they always uh, they always stagger those uh, across the country. Uh, all states are like that. They don't have all 100 U.S. Senate races up uh, in the same year. And so, uh, unlike Congress, when Congress has you know every two years everybody's up, uh, they stagger the hundred members of the United States Senate. So, just because of that quirk of Sass resigning early and and Ricketts uh, winning that special election. He has to stand for uh, re-election next year as well. So both Deb Fisher and Pete Ricketts will be up for uh, election uh, next year. And, uh, yeah, Richard on the text line wanted to know what party is Bob Chris. Now, you know, I should have asked Bob uh, last. That's a darn good question. Um, So Bob was a Republican for most of his life. Uh, As he explained, he uh, got crossways with the Republican Party and and the leadership and and the governor and and so he decided he's going to become an independent and he did for a little while uh, and then he switched to become a Democrat. I don't know if he is still registered as a Democrat or if he's come back to one. That's a really good question, Richard. And I apologize for not answering or asking Bob that question, um, but I'll find out and let you know. Um, so anyway, so uh, people are starting to talk about the Senate race uh, next year. Senate races. So both Deb Fisher and Pete Ricketts will be up for election next year. And in the keeping of my political nerdness, uh, uh, if you'll continue to indulge me, um, I looked up the voter registration today because I'm curious, uh, uh, even though I've been in this business most of my career, uh, those numbers fluctuate a little bit. So here are the numbers of who's registered here in the state of Nebraska uh, as of just last month, June of 2023. We have 1,226,206 registered voters in the state of Nebraska as of June uh, just last month. Uh, and that breaks down as uh, in the following way. Uh, the Republican Party has 600,385 registered voters. Uh, the Democratic Party has 336,848. So you can see why we are a red state, uh, clearly. Uh, it's almost two to one. Uh, uh, the voter registration advantage that the Republicans have statewide over the Democrats. But here's the little subset. Here's the, here's, uh, here's the rest of that story. Uh, there are other people in growing, uh, like Bob Crist, who gets angry at the Democratic Party or gets angry at the Republican Party and get fed up. More and more, we're seeing people abandoning that two-party system uh, and, and joining some other brand of um, identity on the, in the voting booth. Uh, and say, so, well, here's how it breaks down in Nebraska. Libertarians, uh, there's 18,148 libertarians registered in Nebraska. Uh, there's the Legal Marijuana Party that has 4,999 uh, registered voters in the state of Nebraska. And then the biggest chunk of just nonpartisan, uh, also commonly referred to as independents, um, but you could make the argument that all three of those categories are independent uh, voters. 
but it's uh, officially recognized uh, by the state of Nebraska in the Secretary of State's office as uh, identified as nonpartisan. So that nonpartisan number is 265,826 voters that are not affiliated with Republicans or Democrats. So if you add up all of those libertarian, uh, the marijuana party, and the nonpartisan voters, uh, people who are registered in Nebraska to vote but not part of the Republican or Democratic Party, it equals 288,973. So almost 290,000 voters in the state of Nebraska uh, that are not affiliated with one of the two major political parties. Um, and that number's growing. I didn't go back and do the research, but so anyway, that's why you have people, um, who become interested, like Bob Christ was, and, uh, they get uh, angry at whatever political party they're affiliated with and fed up with it. Uh, and they decide that, you know, I'm going to go a different route. So that number continues to grow, uh, not only in Nebraska, but all over the, all over the country. So anyway, well, thanks for indulging me, uh, with my political nerdness. Uh, but coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll get back to, uh, uh, the business world and, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show and our weekly Lincoln business roundtable is, uh, Jason Ball, president of the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce and Kylie Hogan Schnichter, uh, from the Lincoln Partnership for Economic Development, which is a private public partnership between the city and the Chamber of Commerce, and Kylie's uh, title is Director of Talent Strategy. So Kylie and Jason are going to be joining us uh, tomorrow on the Dan Parsons Show. And uh, don't forget, uh, coming up on Friday, we'll look forward to Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin, and we will have... Uh, some folks from Jazz in June. I got to go to Jazz in June last night, and I just thought, we need to have these folks on. They're going to bring a musician along, and so we'll do that on Friday. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, that's a wrap. Uh, and uh, So go do good things on 14 and 99.3 KLIN.